0: I thought it'd be good to start by talking about the elephant in the room, and that is, you're the first person I've ever met actually named Dora.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so, congratulate,
0: congratulations on that.
1: Thank you. Are you going to ask me what I explore? I wasn't it's usually I, the next question, and I
0: didn't want to do that because I, <laughs> as, I assumed you've heard that a number of times.
1: A number of times, and it's really funny because back in my former life, I worked for Scholastic. And um, one of our licensed brands was Dora the Explorer, and I was a retail marketing manager, and believe it or not, that's one of the brands that they had me focus on how funny is that (laughs) was it really Dora the explorer yes that's what i was working on for a period of time they actually assigned that brand (laughs) that's fantastic (laughs)
0: so with that i guess welcome to episode 36 of stories from a bar i'm your host chris osborne and i am hanging out with dora phillip one half of the couple that owns the hollow bar and kitchen right here in downtown albany how are you dora
1: i'm good thank you for having me
0: absolutely thank you for doing this of course first Absolutely. off I should say and I love that we're sitting on the stage I feel a lot more important than I actually am <laughs> after yes. so I'm known for some really great shows and now I'm sitting on the stage here recording a goofy podcast and drinking
1: that's good <laughs> so. no that's I mean this is what we do and and we love to have life back here on our stage and whether it's a podcast or music we're you know thrilled for sure
0: uh, speaking of drinking, I picked up an industrial arts wrench, which is absolutely delicious. They're a good, I forgot, a uh, New York state beer, of course.
1: But yes, they are. Um, they're located in the Hudson Valley, I believe.
0: Yes. What you, And I believe you, uh, you're kind of double fisting over there.
1: I am. <laughs> this is what I usually do. Yes.
0: You have yourself some industrial arts and some scotch. Nice. I do.
1: Some scotch, <laughs> Yes absolutely i figured that i would join you on the on on the wrench you know pack. it uh, it's delicious a little
0: social lubricant always helps yeah absolutely. it does i was actually on my way here when you sent me the message saying you'd be here around five thirty or so i had okay. left a little early you did cause it's like a half hour drive for me and
1: Okay, me too. But 45 it, for me. Luckily,
0: it actually gave me a chance to stop at Fort Orange and pick up a couple four-packs. Oh, One nice. of the breweries I like because I've been wanting to get some of their Oktoberfest. So. I've yet
1: to be there. So how is it? Have you tried their
0: I haven't had the Oktoberfest yet. It's sitting in my car now in a cooler.
1: Okay. Okay, great.
0: <laughs> I picked up some of that and some of their Nipper double okay. uh, IPA. So a shout out to Fort Orange. Yes. They have some great stuff. Uh,
1: I have to get over there.
0: So, I don't get to Albany often, so I had to I had to stop over there.
1: Where are you located?
0: Uh, right now, I live in Niskayuna. Okay. I okay, used great. to live in Waterville, pretty much right up the hill, and I was like 10 minutes mm. outside of Albany. But Okay. Then I was close to everything but Schenectady, and now I'm in Schenectady and far from everything else.
1: <laughs> well, to tell you, we're located in Saratoga County. Are you so really? So, we are a hike. It is a hike down here, for sure. Oh, wow. So, it's about 45 minutes, but we bought... Um, my in-laws home so my husband's childhood home in Burn hills so that's why we're so far north otherwise we would certainly live
0: closer. it's a nice area that's for sure
1: it is a nice area and the schools are great at least that's what i was told i'm not from this area i'm from downstate so but they are they're actually amazing and we're fortunate to be in that district absolutely school starts monday oh man
0: <laughs> plus uh being here as early as i was i did actually get a chance to walk around just downtown here which i haven't done in a while and i actually used to work up the hill in the commerce plaza there at one of the law firms oh great so on my lunch i'd always end up you know walking down the hill or over Mm -hmm. on the Lark street and stuff like that which i really miss even though i like my job now it was sure but i can't really leave my job now to go walking around because there's nothing around but
1: right i hear you yeah So,
0: I'm extra excited for this episode because it's in person.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's in person.
0: I've been doing kind of a mix of virtual and in person since things have opened up, uh, mainly out of convenience and, you know, not everything's back to normal and not everyone's comfortable going out, so...
1: It's true.
0: Uh, when I can get out, I go. I have, don't go out much. But so far, this is, I think, uh, the second one I've done in person since things have opened back up. Good. I've done two virtual, so it's kind of breaking even so far, which yeah. is pretty nice.
1: <laughs> it goes back and forth. I've been doing some interviews also virtually via Zoom. So it depends on people's timelines, you know, when they need their interview done for So we've been, I've I've just been doing both. I do prefer the in-person. It's more personable, obviously. And it's easier to just connect and to have the conversation. Plus it's always,
0: you know, more fun to be in the environment that I like to try to capture.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I totally (laughs) agree.
0: And I, of course, definitely want to mention uh, masks are being worn when we're not sitting down and yes. the social distancing is being followed. The rules are we in place. We
1: certainly are. If we <laughs> had a video, there is literally nobody we are in this entire live music the venue. The only <laughs> two people sitting
0: in the, like I said, on the stage in the music venue area. That's so.
1: it. That's it. It's just us and a bunch of bar stools. <laughs> so,
0: And uh, I wish that I could... Doing the podcast is fun. I get to talk to a lot of people, promote a lot of places. I have, I do realize I can't always get back to the places as much as I wish I can. <laughs> sure. Have so, you
1: ever eaten here before? Oh yeah,
0: okay. yeah. I um, I used to, I had a buddy I used to work with. We used to always go out for like a burger and a beer once a month. Okay. And uh, that was a while ago though. Before he left, I had, mm-hmm. I came here one of those times, and I've been here other times, of course. The burger was delicious. Oh,
1: good. I'm glad. Well, we have Harley blights offer who is our rising star chef winner from the 2020 um albany food and wine festival so he is in our kitchen and he's been doing such a wonderful job so we're thrilled to have him and he's come such a long way but i wanted to ask if you've been here within his tenure here so how long has he been here he's been here for two years and he just won the rising star chef winner um in january oh yeah the shutdown and everything. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's a great award to win. Seems it like is. an inconvenient time to win.
1: <laughs> it was an inconvenient time, yes. Yeah, so he was announced. The winners were announced by the Times Union um, in the fall, over at the Palace, and then the entire festival is held at the Albany Capital Center. Yeah. So, which is also still in the process of you know they're shut down at the time at yeah. this time too. So but let's talk about some happy yeah, stuff let's
0: talk about it <laughs> and let's talk about the hollow because uh like i said we're doing this in person north pearl street in albany here uh, i'm 37 i've lived in new york most of my life i spent five years in south carolina uh, oh where before spartanburg it was oh. kind of spartanburg greenville uh, kind of the upper northwestern corner okay uh i refer to those as the uh, fake id days because that was before <laughs> i could drink legally And uh, and my nice fake Florida ID with the plastic peeling and everything. I
1: think I had one of those too. (laughs) I think it said Florida. But it was sufficient.
0: It got me through some good times. So, and I moved back here when I actually, right before I turned 21. So I've been, of course, been familiar with the Albany landscape for since then. And this is, this building is unique. It's one that's always stood out just driving down the street. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, and just giant brick exterior. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the corner entrance, which makes me think of the city every time I see something like that. Mm-hmm. I could probably also blame that on my girlfriend making me watch Sex in the City and, you know, <laughs> seeing them walk around. The best show. <laughs> but uh, and this was a number of places, of course, before it became The Hollow in 2013. I forgot. Yes. Was it The Bayou? Because I've been. It was The Bayou before. Okay, I've been here when cafe. it was The Bayou. hmm And uh, I don't know if it was something before that. It was the
1: Yorkstone pub before the Bayou. Oh, okay. So we're friends with the Spillinger family, Mm -hmm. and they owned the Bayou Cafe in Glenville. So that was their very first, but they also owned the Bijou in Saratoga Springs years ago, and that was just a club. And once the Glenville location became very it was just such a hopping place. They decided to branch into downtown. And so they actually, when did they begin here? I'd say like in the late nineties. And then we took over 2013, 2012 technically. And then we came out as who we are. April 26th of
0: 2013. Oh, wow. I know it's, I technically called the Brewster Building, right? I think.
1: Yes, it is, and this was initially um, the Albany Business College.
0: Yeah, I actually did some research. Did you? I was gonna
1: <laughs> say, how did you know that this? Was I know.
0: The I know. Brewster technically, thing. Brewster wasn't involved in <clears throat> any of the building or anything. He bought it at one time, and then it just became known as the Brewster Building. Uh, I think this structure as it is now has been up since about the 1920s early
1: 1900s 1874 oh it's okay okay
0: i know because i knew it was some stuff before that i couldn't pinpoint a date of
1: there is and i can show you afterwards there is a plaque that's right on the building it's over to the right side oh so you wouldn't see it unless you were truly looking for it
0: that makes this place even more unique which is awesome
1: well actually this is the site of the first prominent albany family the Lansings, and it was erected in 1710. Oh, wow. So, the very first prominent Albany Dutch family lived right on this site, and then it was turned into Pemberton's Corner, which was like a grocery slash like trading post.
0: Yep, I remember reading about that one.
1: Yes, and then that building was raised at some point, and then this building was then erected. Nice. Yeah, so this is a historical site. There, there is a plaque that's on the sidewalk. We tec- we currently have some tables probably over <laughs> it during our outdoor cafe, but um, I can also point that out to you.
0: And I saw on social media, you're not, even though you live in Boston Spa, you have mm-hmm. this place, you're not actually from the area, right? You're from downstate, just outside of Manhattan?
1: I am. I am. I'm from Long Island originally, <laughs> so I grew up there. So have to get
0: the right pronunciation. So
1: Suburbs, Long Island, and um, then I actually came to school here, so I went to SUNY Albany. That's how I met my husband. Uh, this is oh, wow. a tale as old as time, right? The I SUNY was... Albany girl meets a guy at a state school, and then they stay, and that's what ends up happening.
0: I so was I... academically <laughs> terminated from there. You
1: were? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. When were you there? Um... I'm older than you. I'm 44, so you said that you're 37? yes.
0: It's been, geez, I don't know. I've been working at my, it's been lately, like 12, 13 years or so. Okay. Somewhere around there. Okay. Uh, I was academically terminated. And I, the one thing I regret is because I ended up transferring to St. Rose and graduating with honors. Okay. I regret not keeping the letter and seeing who signed it. And I think I told this in a previous podcast. Oh, dear. And taking a picture of me with my St. Rose degree and sending that. I wish I sent that to whoever sent me I that letter. I wonder who signed and it. And saying thank you for kicking me out.
1: Well, I wonder <laughs> if it was my husband's father because he was the president there. Oh, um, things are
0: coming full circle. Oh,
1: yeah. We are. A, <laughs> we have a long lineage. We are a SUNY Albany family. Really? Go Danes. Yes. <laughs> I'm Michael's dad, he was a student there. So was his mother. That's how they met. And his mom is from downstate, which is also very funny. And his dad is from this area. Then they met and married. And then Mike and I met and married. And he was the president, um, I think, five years ago. So probably it wasn't him that <laughs> that signed your termination no, letter. No, it, would, it was definitely wasn't him. It's
0: definitely been longer than that. Okay. You also lived in Manhattan for a while. Yes, and we I did. Bring that up because I noticed you posted that as part of your, of course, 9-11, 9/11. post, and you mentioned the number of compliments you get. Or references of people saying this reminds them of the city. and Like I said, just from the exterior, you can kind of get that Absolutely. impression. Absolutely.
1: You definitely do have that New York City vibe here. I know that the Film Commission Board books Albany um, for various films that are supposed to be set in New York City. So oh, So yeah. that's. We've had several films that have been here actually over the last. In
0: fact, I know years. Amazon is around in town filming a show for something. Are they? Because yeah.
1: It's you know it's a lot less money to film here in downtown Albany to close down some of the streets. It's a different process than it is to do that. Let's say in was it then? Manhattan proper?
0: And I think. I don't remember what the last notable thing I saw was. Maybe it was Daredevil on Netflix. I know they were filming some stuff down this way. I
1: have to think about it, but there you know, were
0: some... James Franco's been in town a few
1: times, Yes, I think. it was one of his films, okay. for sure. And he actually stayed at one of our neighbors uh, right down the street at Pearl Street Pub. They have apartments oh, upstairs. Oh, really? Yes, and I believe James stayed in one of the apartments. I believe I have to confirm that with Chris Pratt, who is the owner, but they became friendly. And James apparently invited Chris down to the city to have dinner a couple of years back after his filming. So, yeah.
0: Is he sure he wasn't confusing him for the other Chris Pratt?
1: He might have been actually, but Chris was very excited. What a a name to live with these days. I know, I know. (laughs) It's true. So
0: when you guys opened this place in 2013, how long were you in Manhattan for?
1: We were down in the city for five years and we lived in Battery Park City. So, right after 9 11, we moved downtown um, probably within a year. We were engaged, we were getting married. Everybody got engaged basically after 9 11. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever was holding you back at that point in time wasn't anymore wasn't anymore, yeah, there were so many engagements happening, and we were one of those engagements, and we were married that following year and um, right after the events, I lived in the, I worked there, and so every day after work, I would go to downtown and I would try to patronize businesses there. It was just so devastating, it was such a devastating time. I was only twenty six at the time where I was 25, I think, even. And just to go to those places and see these beautiful spaces completely empty because people were just like now, you know? Yeah. Like, frightened and terrified. Um, except really then, you know, you had to almost kind of canvas over rubble and those fires were burning for three months straight. So wow, it was different. It was different, but my heart went out to those business owners then. Yeah, and then I vowed. I said that's where I really want to live, and we were part of that reinvigoration of, of downtown. So,
0: that's awesome. At the time, Uh, I never got a chance to go down, while the towers are standing, at least that I can remember, unless I my parents took me down or something on a Mm -hmm. trip before that. Sure, Uh, but I've of course been down a number of times since. Moving have back you? up here in the last 15 years. Have you Effect- been down to
1: the area since? Oh, yeah. You've been down to the yep.
0: site? I've seen the memorial and everything like that. It's, I mean, amazing architecture to begin with and, you know, it knowing is. the significance of everything. But I actually just posted to talk to uh, a bartender, a guy that owns a place called the Dead Rabbit in Lower Manhattan. Oh,
1: okay. Yes, I just saw that. I saw yeah. that you posted.
0: He was, we actually had a mutual friend in common from when we used to ta- have a uh, kid from Ireland stay with us in the summer okay he put me in touch with this guy and i got to chat with him heavy accent so it okay. for just a heads up if anyone out there goes to listen to the episode uh i was there i understood most of what he said but i'll admit not everything <laughs> <laughs> but he was still fun to talk to but it was stains. it was great to hear it was interesting to hear really the i mean it's a three-hour train ride less than that maybe and just the significance of the differences between there and here just now i mean with the COVID stuff and oh my like gosh
1: that. they've really been put through so much yeah i can't even imagine what it's like to still not be able to do indoor dining
0: i believe they just lifted that or so they are in the next this week September or next 30th. Yeah.
1: that's what governor cuomo is permitting them yeah to find so function.
0: the dead rabbit check out that episode i know they're opening back up on november 1st
1: oh good i'm happy
0: to so that. for a whole slew of new stuff to get into uh, I assume was your time in the city. Did that help inspire you when you opened this place and trying to design it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's where I'm I think that's where girl. I was going with this when I started oh, okay. the conversation. I'm such a city girl, um, and I just uh, I love architecture. And actually, prior to moving upstate, I started to to take classes at the New York School of Design. So, and they are in Chelsea. And I started for interior design there, even though my bachelor's is in English and I always worked in publishing. I worked for Random House for several years. Um, And then I moved on to Scholastic in licensed publishing. So that's what my background is. It's really in publishing in children's books. And so but I love design. I just love design. And when we moved upstate and when this opportunity came up, you know, we were just starting out and we were super broke and I couldn't do, I couldn't put into um, I couldn't make this happen yet, you know, because we're we we were on a budget essentially and just doing it slowly. So over the years I can walk you through each of the spaces and just talk you through and show you photographs of what it used to look like. Mm -hmm. And we've been trying to restore essentially um, and kind of peel back a lot of the layers of what was done in the sixties and seventies that they covered up a lot of the brickwork and put, they installed these horrible drop ceilings. (laughs) So we've raised the ceiling height just over the years. And it's just been a labor of love. It's been a slow process because once we got going and we got popular, we weren't able to just shut down um our business for months on and to do the renovations that would be necessary like very large sanding projects or gutting projects but over the last couple of months that's what we ended up focusing on we just took that route during this time because we figured okay well we have this time so we might as well use it to the best of our ability
0: yeah in just a short amount of time too it's in seven years about and just in in that time you've you're known as a four-star restaurant, an amazing, amazing music venue, of course, notable Thank craft you. beer bar. Thank that's you. a that's a trifecta of awesomeness. <laughs> it is. <You laughs> if know, I've ever seen one.
1: People have called us one of the magazines. Um, I forget which one. I think one in the Hudson Valley coined us as a triple threat. So, <laughs> and I loved it, and I've been using that phrase ever since. But we are. We've. I think now I have two rising star chef winners. One in 2016. One in 2020. And then I had one get to the finals in 2018. So we've really focused on culinary arts. Clearly music is hugely amazing and just who we really are. We we do have several agents that we work with that have their nose to the grindstone. They understand everything about music and they are the ones that book out this space. Yep. So we leave it to them to basically book out our venue oh, wow. for us yes and we have um a close family friendship with weqx so that's, oh yeah that's the radio station that we've really partnered with great over local stations yeah they're a wonderful independent station and they're in vermont yeah located in vermont
0: so you and your husband opened in 2013 how did you end up in the hospitality business deciding you wanted to open a Venue restaurant like well, this.
1: Well, it was it kind of just happened. So or maybe nothing really just kind of happened. <laughs> um, Mike was while we were still downstate um, Ralph Spillinger who owned the Bayou Cafe. He asked us um, He needed a general manager to operate Jillian's He purchased uh, Jillian's. I remember Jillian's he purchased Jillian's privately and so We were considering a move because we wanted to start a family and we thought, okay, well, moving upstate would be a slower pace of life, would be a little bit, quote unquote, easier. It was not. It was not easier. <laughs> it was the complete opposite. It was going basically from the boiling pot into the frying pan. There's nothing <laughs> easy about this business. So Mike started off at Jillian's. He was there for seven years, I want to say. And I have um, some
0: fun drunken memories bet, from their arcade downstairs.
1: <laughs> I bet, yes. I I had my daughter's first birthday party down there <laughs> because it was during that genre of time. Um, and then, ugh, at that point, Ralph's businesses started to alter and change, and he wanted to just get out of this business and just focus on the, the bayou, which is up in Glenville. So. Yep. We essentially purchased this business from Ralph in 2012 and we operated as the Bayou until spring of 2013. So that's how this all happened, essentially.
0: So when you operated it as the Bayou, was it part of the deal that the name was going to go and you were going to change
1: it Though I mean, he really didn't want us to change it at all. But we needed to do something that was ours Mm -hmm. and that wasn't associated really to his businesses, which were hugely successful. Um, a totally different type of business though. You know, um, I remember back in the day, even though we, we weren't here, but I was told, you know, just lines down the street, um, you couldn't even get in on a Saturday night. They were five deep right right over here um they made a ridiculous amount of money um i remember ralph would tell us he would dig holes just in his backyard (laughs) burying cash honestly i may have to
0: edit that part out just for his sake (laughs) so people don't start showing up with shovels in the middle of the night
1: (laughs) absolutely but that was a different it was just a different time that's when people were just you know ordering Bud Light and Coors Light and all those sort of like bubblegum beer. Mm-hmm. The craft beer renaissance hadn't really happened yet. Um, they were only doing um, cover cover bands instead of original music. So it was a totally different business. And, it was, and that's what worked for them back in the late 90s and into the 2000s. But then everything started to change and shift
0: so where did then we came in where did the name the hollow come from
1: so this area is actually technically known as sheridan hollow oh okay and that's why there is sheridan street that is true that's right over there um and i remember when we were trying to figure out names we wanted something that tied in either to the building or to downtown in some way And Mike had a relationship with one of the old police commissioners and he was asking him, he was just telling him that, okay, we're opening up this business and just mention we were talking about names. And this policeman told him that they used to talk on their CBs, I guess, and ask where their other person was and they were at the hollow. So that's how... (laughs) And we, we thought about it and we needed something that was kind of cool and hip because we knew we were going to do music and we needed something that made sense with that, that was easy enough to say, that was simple, but also tied into this area. And that's how we came up with
0: it. I love the name and I think you picked a great color scheme, just the black, the white and the gray. I, I don't know. It just you. seems like it goes with that name so well
1: does it? Okay, good. Thank you. Well, it's changed quite a bit. It was first we started with a hail navy color from Sherman Williams. I can go through all the colors with you. Now we're into the, the, um, you know, black and white and mono kind of, you know, color scheme. That's what we've done. But in this room, believe it or not, this is a very dark teal color It almost looks black. I was almost gonna say dark green. It's yeah. So with the a, way the lights are it's on, it's a but. very dark teal. So it changes with the sunlight and with artificial light. But I wanted something that um, was warm enough that would go with some of the gold accents in here. We put in some new lighting, obviously, and it warmed it up. There was a lot of sponge painting. Ralph was Ralph was <laughs> fond of sponge painting. <laughs> back in the day this entire place was sponge painted oh wow purple sponge painting in the front bar um the dining room was all barnwood horizontal barn barnwood which we took off and we found brick which we acid washed i'll have to show you a photograph yeah i
0: definitely love the exposed brick look
1: we exposed a lot of (laughs) in this in this space (laughs) that was covered up just over the years that people were afraid of taking down honestly because you don't know what's underneath something once you start taking drywall down or old barnwood down you don't know what you're going to find and we got extremely fortunate just with the dining room oh yeah oh i have to yes (laughs) i'll show you photographs after well
0: i think i'm gonna we should take a little break just so i can get a quick refill here and then we'll get back to the second half and we're back I have officially kicked their keg of industrial arts, so yeah. I'm feeling good about myself. Apologies to whoever came after, looking for some. <laughs> All right. I think were they're we?
1: tapping some grim.
0: Some grim, okay. Yeah,
1: I think grim's going on next.
0: All right. So you ha- you have some grim to look forward to, people. Thanks to me. Yes. You touched on this earlier uh, when you mentioned renovations. I know one of once places started to close down, plate and things like that, mm-hmm. and close off the inside to people. A lot of places started to go straight to seeing what they could do—takeout wise, delivery wise. You basically closed up for a few months and just did a whole lot of renovating.
1: We did. And we did.
0: I was going to ask you if that was all planned stuff, but it sounds like it was. But I mean, the place looks yeah. amazing.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you so much. You know, so we ended up. Um, deciding to close before the mandate so we issued our announcement Sunday the 15th of March so we just saw how that previous week went we had so many amazing things planned we had the NCAA that was here in town for the first time in 16 years oh that's right it was for the final four we had several um, very large scale catering jobs and in-house private events because of the NCAA tournament, with all the visitors that were coming into town. Plus, we had um, Saint Patrick's Day parade that was happening. Oh, it was a Saturday. busy, busy
0: time. Yeah, it was
1: an incredible busy time. And, you know, typically March is one of our best months, um, and a few weeks prior to that, we spent um, a lot of money on just stocking up our bars because yeah. we have two. And we knew what kind of volume that we were expecting, so...
0: sure we, you and everyone else, yeah.
1: Yeah, everyone else here, absolutely. So when we saw what happened on parade day, business just started to drop off as of that Wednesday, I'd say. And by the time Saturday came around, and this place is normally... I mean, you can't move. Mm-hmm. You can't even walk into this space. We normally have... The late shift, which is on stage, they have they get a wonderful crowd, um, and just we've been doing this for for so long that we're one of those places that you come to, and it's not what we normally do. It's a day of debauchery and um, <laughs> I mean just, we laugh
0: but that's probably an appropriate word
1: <laughs> it just is and it's that one day that everybody kind of just lets, lets loose and we aren't the more upscale casual restaurant we aren't playing that role we're just a big fun place to be Yeah. Um, and when we saw what happened on that day we just said okay this is not going to work and we can't function like this. And let's just take a few weeks and just shut down and just see what happens. And that's what we planned on doing. Honestly, we didn't know then. I don't think anybody did um, that this would be longer than a month.
0: Yeah, I think we're. That. it's pretty much been six months. since. Now then. we're at six
1: months. Yeah.
0: And it feels God, it feels just like last week. It does. I still remember it's, the last few beers I had before I everything <laughs> closed sitting at the bar. I bet. And then going you know the four months only drinking at home i'm like even the yeah
1: starting to feel like i have a problem (laughs) i think you and everybody else honestly i mean we did a fire sale of our 24 tap yeah actually 48 we have 48 taps here because if you are thinking about both of our bars we have 24 in the front bar 24 here in the back bar so, 48 lines, and we did a fire sale um, the Wednesday after we shut
0: down. I remember seeing an ad for that, yeah.
1: Yeah, so we did that, and we just wanted, we didn't want the beer to sit in the lines, oh, essentially.
0: It'll go bad, too. I mean, why would you want to, you know, waste it. so much product and watch it go bad?
1: And it was all just tapped, and it was a beautiful list, but um, <laughs> we, it, that was really hard to do. But we knew that it was just time to do it, yeah. you know.
0: Um, I mean, you opened up. It hasn't even been that long since you guys reopened, right?
1: Yeah. So we opened on August 4th.
0: How's it been going? You so know, about a month because we were on, well, we're September month. 12th. We're recording this, so a little over right, a month. Right, right. But how's it, how have you been handling the outdoor and indoor um, stuff?
1: You know, it's definitely different. Um, downtown Albany, I've always said this from the very start, is a different animal um we are seen as a destination we're seen as okay so we we are going to go we're going to go to a show and we're going to have a dinner so i feel like most of the capital region sees downtown albany as a place that you would that you come to work and maybe you come out for lunch maybe during your work day or you're coming to the palace or you're going to the tu center or you're coming to us and you're coming to see a show so it's been a different situation honestly since we've we've entered this you know age of COVID. i guess
0: i mean i was definitely here before the metallica show a couple of years ago from what i can remember
1: were you <laughs> yeah. was it that was crazy packed
0: oh yeah yeah and i got here even late for the at that i think the band was wrapping up I'm sure. I'm sure. Just heading down. And then that's another thing. The Times Union Center down the road draws some big acts throughout the year. That brings thousands of people just into the area.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, so in some ways that was always the benefit of operating a business in downtown Albany because during those, you know, peaks of shows. It's just guaranteed business. And people seem to not understand that, yes, you need to make a reservation during a show night because we'd have a two hour wait on those show nights. And obviously you only have a very small window prior to that show starting. So it was, you know, business was doing extremely well. We were nearing our prime. I was hiring an events assistant. I booked private events for for our venue. Um, So when the venue is not being utilized for shows, we are the spot for bridal showers and baby showers and weddings, um, rehearsal dinners, corporate events. We had um, Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan's holiday party here back in December. Oh, wow. So we're, you know, we've been working on our events for years and years and Mm -hmm. really, cultivating and um, executing them beautifully. I I have an amazing staff. People here are extremely seasoned. We have no turnaround, absolutely none. We just have lifers that are here. And they're professional wait staff and they're professional people that tend bar and make exquisite cocktails. That's who we are. Um, so So that part of our business has really grown and was even kind of butting heads a little bit with our shows oh
0: wow interesting so
1: there were times that people really wanted such and such date but we have a show so i would work with them and say okay well if you did still want to do it and i could discount our room rental rate down to x dollars if you wanted to have your event from five until seven o'clock but then at seven o'clock if you don't mind a van like loading in through these stage doors and if your group is still over by the bar just kind of winding down then you're welcome to, the, to have this space. So we would have parties and shows even on the same day sometimes.
0: I didn't even think of that kind of conflict. Wow.
1: Oh, yes. It was a really big conflict. And now I don't have that conflict anymore, and I wish I had my music back, of course. Um, but there were days I would have a party up in the front bar, I would have a party in the back bar, and then I would have a show at night. Wow. So, yeah, things were amazing. Things were going extremely well. And then this happened, and now I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's completely different.
0: I caught the story news that was on News Channel 10, actually, just earlier this oh, week. Dear. about okay. the About the sisterhood that's formed between oh. you and some other female local business owners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I spoke for 20 minutes, and there were just a few... Um, scenes where they took me, of course, the one scene that, that I got emotional. Well, it's
0: funny. I <laughs> In the people that I've talked to with this podcast, some of, I mean, just some of my guests have been like, it's great for them because they can go on and on about what they want to talk about. And it, you know, it doesn't get cut down to, you know, a one minute segment or 30 second right. soundbite. So certainly feel free to go off on tangents, as, oh, I, as I warned you before. But how did... Uh, you scare how all did of your you, listeners away. How did the yeah. sisterhood that came to be mm. come together for you guys? You know, uh, you know... It's directly... Theoretically, it's competition, but the story makes right. a good point that, you know, business brings business.
1: It's true. Donna actually said that, and she's a wonderful person, yeah. and she's been doing this, and I look up to her immensely don has been in this business for 35 years you know what's just and we all have very different businesses we Mm -hmm. all attract a different type of that is actually something i
0: noticed no i mean i forgot how many businesses they mentioned but i'm like none of these places are certainly the same
1: we're also we are truly different um donna's business Yono's, she's a fine dining entity tess who is right down the street she is more she is an irish pub we are we right? are yep. yes she tess, <laughs> that is tess when i talk Holland to people is about albany that is, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, mcgearys usually comes up
1: <laughs> she's wonderful and tess is honestly the first person that i really connected to here um, during this time tess did not shut down she was open for takeout Donna was not, they were not open. Dawn's, um, she was open for takeout. So there were a few people that were still operating. um, And then those of us that decided it didn't seem worth it Mm -hmm. from a financial standpoint. We know what the rent is here. We know it's substantial. We know that prior our takeout business could not support um, the rent. Yeah. So, and then to also staff and be here for eight hours a day, you know, that all costs a lot of money. So that's why we chose not to do it. And during those days that I was just downtown and I was sanding, I was working on our front bar. That's what I, that was the first project that I started. I couldn't stand the texture that was on the bar, <laughs> much like this table here. Um, it was very, very dark and old it was from the bayou days and every time i wanted to bring up trying to sand this bar everyone else would tell me no now is not the right time it's extremely messy we will have sand everywhere we'll take months to clean they were not wrong so when i decided to start that project i've never sanded anything ever (laughs) in my life i i had to be taught how to operate a palm sander and that's what i did it with i didn't use like the big industrial Sanders or whatever professional people use to sand a very big bar. I just used a a palm sander. That's what I use. So it took me two months. Yeah. That's a lot of sanding. It took me two months. And to tell you, I would just come home and I was just covered in sand and red because (laughs) the bar was like a very dark brown reddish color. Um, all, all of my towels, they were all red just from wiping down the grain afterwards it would just pull red wow um but that's how that's really honestly during those days is when those friendships formed that's certainly
0: great to, that's we yeah were that's only, awesome
1: yeah we were the only ones down here and we needed to connect because no one else could really understand what we were going through everybody else was home and staying and staying safe Um, nothing was functioning. And so we had each other. And so those were those days. And Donna's son, Dominic, who owns DPs, he started with Jason Pierce from Savoy, Feed Albany. So they started up that organization. And um, I volunteered a just a couple of times to to help them out and to and also selfishly just to feel like I was doing something that yeah. mattered and that meant something and to be around others too
0: yeah because that's a big thing these days with the quarantine just any kind of communication with other people
1: it's so important and to feel like you're contributing in some way yeah positively instead of just thinking about your your own situation if i think about my own situation i can go down a really dark path quick yeah and i do
0: well it's awesome that you have this you know support system in place with people going through the same thing so which is even better because you know exactly how people must be feeling and thinking
1: Absolutely. So,
0: definitely a big shout out to other female-led local businesses and all local businesses here in Albany. Get out there, support them and the people, including the Hollow. I mean, I'm one person. My my wallet and, quite honestly, my liver are only so big <laughs> at this point.
1: It's true. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I know.
0: Uh, I actually intend to bring some food home with me, so I'm looking oh, forward. I'm looking so forward great. to that. Uh, obviously, mm. there's no real concerts going on these no. days. As as excited as I am to be sitting on this stage, I'm st- still feeling important. Uh, huge bummer all around. I know there's the Save Our Stages Act and a Restart Act floating around, but I don't know exactly what the details about them are, what kind of stage they're in. Is there any insight you could
1: provide on those? So, absolutely. Um, if, if If your listeners are interested in music... And independent live music venues, we definitely urge you to go to www.saveourstages.com. Um, you will find there a petition that you can easily just kind of do an autofill, and it sends to their legislators to you know encourage them and ask them to please support this important act. Um, basically, the Save Our Stages Act would would provide funds to independent music venues and the restart act would also provide um, funds for the gig workers that have been so decimated really by this situation because they don't have a way to, to really make money at all. Those are the sound engineers. Those are the photographers that is the, the stage crew, the artists that compose and create music the independent radio stations that support all of those people, Mm -hmm. essentially, you know, every single favorite song you've ever had started off that particular person, that particular band started off on a stage just like this one.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so that's why these stages are so important, honestly. Um, And if we don't save hours, then what is the future of music, honestly? And that's why all the big-name artists like Lady Gaga are speaking up and supporting this particular act because they also started off on stages, Mm -hmm. really just like ours. So it's one of these things that... Once it's once it goes away, it's gone. Yeah. It does not come back. It's not people g- aren't going to have that kind of capital to start up a business like this. It's not easy. And once it's gone, it's gone.
0: And, yeah, because, I mean, it would be years probably before we get anywhere close because people are, in the back of their mind, always going to be, I mean, even after there's a vaccine or anything like that, they're going to have that little fear in the back of their mind. It's still a big gathering. There's still a lot of people.
1: Oh, this has completely damaged people's psyches completely. It it 100% has. Um, Even with indoor dining, the way that people think today, it's just so incredibly different. Uh, But that's also because of partially the way some state officials are, you know, handling this. If you say that, you know, fitness is dangerous, people are going to believe that. They're looking up to certain officials and when Language like that is used. That's what's believed, yeah. and that's going to go. You know, that's the same for any type of gathering, whether small, large, indoor dining. You know, that's why we really are excited for New York City to start with their indoor dining. I think once they're permitted to finally operate normally, mm-hmm. um, that will help the rest of us to just get the rest of our state just feeling safe and. Yeah. A little bit closer to back to normal, whatever that means.
0: I mean, I like to think we're fortunate enough, at least in New York, where COVID-wise, we're in a good position where everything's been down. We are. We are. I mean, hopefully we can keep it that way. Like I said, like I like to remind people, the mask rules are in place for a reason. They won't... They they are. And... The better we follow them the less time we'll have to follow them more than absolutely
1: likely. there should be no pushback at this point no. about wearing a mask just wear it, just wear your mask and live your life yeah
0: it's don't confuse inconvenience for repression
1: it's, exactly it's not oppressive no. it's really not it's like let's just do this and let's just get through it because you know what it just makes life just be able to be possible. So you can do indoor dining.
0: I'm feeling lively right now being out having a beer. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Isn't it different? It's (laughs) nice. It's nice to be, you know, and sometimes I get in my own little way. I, I become sort of down and and I'm used to being home more now than I was before, and you just get comfortable and you get lazy. People get lazy. Oh yeah. Easily, it's not a it's not a difficult thing to just get used to something quickly. When and I that's am, what's happened?
0: When I am home, I at least try to hit the exercise bike for an hour.
1: <laughs> that's good
0: uh, I well I, I mean I drink so much I have to balance that out somehow I gotta you
1: should do some hot yoga honestly. I do
0: do a little well I had some back issues so I do do a little yoga and a few like core exercises that I try to do every day now
1: okay. and that's actually helped but you I
0: have thought about getting more into yoga, yoga, yoga
1: you need to come to the hot yoga spot it's my favorite the hot yoga spot okay. the hot
0: yoga? I'm not gonna lie it, it has something I have actually thought about. Not necessarily hot yoga, but just yoga in general.
1: Well, like I the hot part is great for your joints. Is it? Especially if you have any sort of back issues, that heat just like seeps into your muscles, and you're able to, you know, execute poses differently and just more succinctly, honestly. And you feel, I don't know, and especially if you drink, <laughs> you will sweat. <laughs> really all sweat, of
0: that really out. sweat out the beer.
1: You sweat it all out. Yes, it depends on what night. Like you, it's. It was really funny because. Prior to everything happening, if you went to a Saturday morning class, (laughs) forget it. (laughs) The entire studio would just smell like alcohol because we're all just sweating out Friday, Friday night. Everyone's
0: body is a temple.
1: Everyone's. Yes. And we're trying to get it back into that temple state.
0: Well, actually, that's a good segue into something else I was going to bring up Uh, this year's Pearl Palooza is going all virtual. Sure is. Uh, Purple is a big celebration that Albany has right here on Pearl Street Mm -hmm. every year. Yes. Definitely different this year. It's been a yearly tradition. I don't know how long it goes back.
1: Uh, This would be our 11th year. Oh, it's been, Uh, okay. Last year was our 10th anniversary.
0: Of course, named so because it's on Pearl Street. Yeah. But uh, being virtual and everything this year, how is The Hollow going to be involved? I know EQX, of course, is the big sponsor, The Hollow, and Mm -hmm. of course, a number of other places, which there is a website to check out, people, I just didn't write that down?
1: Yes. No. Um, so the downtown Albany bid actually contacted us and they're a wonderful partner in downtown Albany. They support all of these businesses and this year they offered to cover the costs oh, wow. of it. it n- normally it is a $50,000 event that we raise money for just so we can um, have it be you know free and available to everybody here in the capital region. Um, this year, since we're doing it virtually, the, the the bands will be on our stage. We are streaming from our, our stage. I will literally be the only person <laughs> <laughs> other than the bands and the sound engineer. I'll be sitting right in the center of the venue, just watching alone by myself. Um, but we will be having outdoor dining and indoor dining, and we will open up these stage doors. So if it is a pleasant day, hopefully it is we will be able to have dining outside and you know music fans can listen live but not inside yes (laughs) outside so we so we are excited we didn't want to skip out on this year you know i know everyone's over the whole zoom thing um everyone's over everything virtually but if this is a way to still showcase these bands then that's then we want to do it. Then we want to support. know, plus it's part of our history. It's part oh, of yeah. who we are, and we don't want to just n- just take this this year off. We don't know what next year looks like, so we're just staying in the present. And we're also doing yoga Palooza too.
0: That's where I was going next. Okay. That's why that, trying to bring it back full circle Yay. to the yoga references. Tell me about Yoga Palooza because I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seeing images from last year, pictures taken from the stage, the EQX stage in the yes. street. Just hundreds of people in the street. I look mm-hmm. like like this is, is an insane amount of the most people I've ever seen just in the street doing yoga. This is insane. It's an
1: amazing <laughs> event, and we, um, you know, so I'm I'm a big yogi, and I'm a big supporter and fan and member of the Hot Yoga Spot, which I just mentioned to you. I'm very close with the owner Um, and a couple of years ago four in fact I asked her I said I've been asked by the downtown Albany bid to create another event for Pearl Palooza uh, something early on to just bring visitors in, to bring in a different clientele base and this is what we created so our first year I think we had a hundred yogis that were out on the street um, the second year we had over 200 so we already doubled wow last year we had 558 people. holy shit mm-hmm. <laughs> this year we're allowed to have 50 Oh! <laughs> but still so that's okay it doesn't matter we are happy to still have it and we get to have it in person which is exciting and we've actually secured two locations so SUNY plaza and tricentennial park So we will have two locations with 50 and 50 people. So we get to have 100 yogis. And we're still working with the hot yoga spot. And MVP has decided to sponsor us again for our second year. Last year was our first year that we had a really major Business be interested in our health and wellness event, and they sponsored us. Fantastic! And yeah, so we're, we we were we were so thrilled. And this year, they are still doing it, actually, too. Even though it's ver- it, it, even though it's a much smaller yeah. scale, and they don't get the same, um, you know, attention for it. But that's, I, no,
0: that's great news. Yeah, yeah,
1: it is. So that just you know bodes well just for the future for you know future events. Um, so it's this Saturday coming up on the 19th at and 11 a.m.
0: We, I, like I said, we're recording this on the 12th. Uh, luckily, I have... I don't work on Sunday, so I have all day tomorrow. I'm oh, going to do my okay. best to try to get this posted, at least by Friday. <laughs>
1: okay, great. Thank you. <laughs>
0: to line up with Palooza.
1: And then even if you can't, there's always hopefully next year, and then we can... if. We are able to get back to some sort of normal. Then we will resume our large scale yes yoga gathering once <laughs> a year. But it is—it's the largest mass scale free yoga event in like the I said, entire I ju- capital I region. I just remember
0: seeing those pictures and thinking, "Holy shit, that's a lot of yoga people."
1: <laughs> it <laughs> certainly is, and it's just a nice way to start off the day, especially if you plan on staying yeah. on for Pearl Palooza because it is a lengthy day. It's six hours of music that's outside. There's eating and drinking and different activities happening normally. Um, so it is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's the best day of the year. That's what we always say.
0: <laughs> so I thought it'd be fun to wrap up with some of the favorite shows you've had here, obviously, in oh, the seven years since you guys have I, had this place I open. I would
1: literally be the last person that you would want to ask that. But okay. Well, this is going well already. <laughs> <laughs> Only because... <laughs> Um, I should probably grab my husband because he's the one that's here in the evenings and gets to enjoy all of the music. I still have my little ones home. So uh, as, so in the evenings, I'm unable to be so here.
0: From what, what I'm hearing, Unfortunately. Is kids, kids ruin everything. That's it.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Kids definitely uh, impose a lot of their own needs upon you. So, yes, if you want to enjoy your Wonderful music venue that you pay for and you pay the rent on. No, you're not able to go see any of your own. Shows. All
0: right, let me, let me ask this: uh, dream show, but well, if you well, could have I, a dream show for the stage, this. right? Here. I
1: mean, I would probably say a lot of the old school shows that everyone already knows. I love Congos. I mean, they really grew oh, yeah. up. We, they were, you know, playing here for years and then they just, as most fans do, they just blow up when they are here on our stage. Um, And they came back just last year and did an invite only.
0: I was gonna say, it wasn't that long ago I remember hearing. And it was just a
1: free event and we just invited people and there was no charge and it was totally intimate. Just the radio station, um, invite only guests and hours. And so that was amazing and they were, those are and i was standing just like two feet away from them (laughs) uh, like
0: big rock shows are great but my favorite shows are those intimate type ones
1: and they would get to and they just spoke they spoke in between you know sets and gave us some intel on how they developed certain songs or how they wrote certain (coughs) songs so i certainly love love them um matt and kim they're oh yeah, yeah they're hugely popular um, they played one of our Pearl Paloozas years years did ago. Did they really? They sure did. Because
0: I've known that name for a long time.
1: Long time. I think they were maybe our second Pearl Palooza. Our first or our second, or maybe it was the third. I have to look back. Um, but they played here. I don't know. Maybe like just two years ago. And just again, it's because um, one of our agents. He's close with them. And they wanted to do it here because this is where they started. Oh, wow. So a lot of the I did big not memes know that. come back um, to their kind of, you know, roots. That's fantastic. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, there's just... The intimate shows are the best. I, um, they are. Some of the most memorable moments of my life have been a couple concerts I've gone to in New York City, actually.
1: Oh, yeah, where... Which uh, is your favorite uh, venue? I can't. York?
0: I wish I could. Re- I tried looking up the names of the venues last night because I can't remember them. Mm. Uh, I did an acoustic. I went to an acoustic show on St. Patrick's Day weekend. I think it was oh, uh, yeah. for Yellow Card. Okay. It was just the lead singer singing acoustically for. Love that. However, it was small, you know, Those bar type environment. Like this is fucking amazing. <laughs> and then, but I think the two that really stand out to me. I'm a huge. I think if I n- narrowed it down to two bands or singer songwriters that are my favorite that's mm-hmm. butch walker and jimmy Eat world i saw them both at the same place in the city and for the love of god i couldn't find what it was made terminal five now it just came to me in new york they city sound
1: really familiar it has
0: like it has like three levels but it's still small okay. so the second and third level you're basically hanging over the stage oh my
1: gosh bar on each level <gasps> amazing and, love some, it. and
0: some seating I'm like this these are the best shows i've ever been to in my life
1: i hope we still get to do that I it's, really do. I know, really. I really do. I don't really know what things look like. <laughs> I, ha-
0: I have been kicked out of a concert before ever getting in. <laughs> Actually, I'm
1: surprised because you strike me as such a mellow Well, human. Uh,
0: this was uh, over a decade ago, and uh, we had a ride, of course. So <laughs> I, let me preface that. We were dropped off and picked up mm-hmm. uh, in a very short span. Okay. But at uh, Upstate Concert Hall in Clifton Park, Okay, actually going to see Butch Walker. A friend had bought me tickets okay. for my birthday. We made the mistake of drinking a bottle of Jaeger before going. Interesting. Yeah, and we were hanging out, and it's Jager's like it, never a good the place. No. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but I mean the venue is kind of like in a strip mall, the way it's set up.
1: Now it, it looks. won't be because guess they're moving right. They're moving right next door. Are they really? They are. I had no idea. Yeah, we're so excited about. That, I did not actually. know that. That's the plan. They're moving in right next door. They're going to have a 1,000 person venue. That's amazing cuz they drew so. they drew huge names. They sure do. You know, we were expanding ours. Uh, we were going through this these archways here if we knock out these mirrors, mm-hmm. we were going into this next storefront, but we decided against it. Oh, wow. Because of what's going on. Yeah. So, but we were going to be a 500-person venue instead of a 300-person venue. But Upstate Concert Hall is still supposed—that's what we hear—that they're wow. still moving in.
0: I have to keep an eye on that because that would be amazing. And
1: they're booking shows. They're—they're, they're, uh, I think, it's January 2021. They have breaking shows news, on the people. Breaking news. Right next door. That's huge for us. Honestly, it's huge just for our music. Community and for and for Pearl Street. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah,
0: but uh, business brings business. Well, then I guess uh, in the past it was basically in a strip mall where you could just kind of walk Mm -hmm. around the back to where the buses were parked. Sure. So of course my friend and I drunkenly did that. Found a kickball, we're throwing it against the wall or something, waiting before we could get in. He saw someone walking out of the building and like into a bus. Yelled something. So then we went to go back in, and they're like, you guys can't come in. <laughs> we apparently pissed off the tour manager. They
1: already tagged you. Yeah. Like, he's not coming, and he's not coming in. So
0: we, uh, appar- we apparently yeah. annoyed the tour manager.
1: That's <laughs> all it takes. It does. <laughs> just be so careful. Annoy the wrong person, man.
0: Don't do it. That's it. Just don't do it. So I learned my lesson. I hear you. And uh, especially while we were across the parking lot up the hill, yelling obscenities, waiting for a ride to come back and get us.
1: <laughs> gotcha. And how long ago was this? was this before uber
0: yes okay. our friend because we came from albany to clifton park so that's already a half hour drive mm-hmm. he had just gotten back to albany when we called him you you need to come get us <laughs>
1: <laughs> isn't it amazing how, how did we function before uber how i don't, did we function I, don't know, before man. Smartphones? I don't know all the things
0: so that's going to do it, I think, for this episode. That was super fun. Oh, I'm
1: so glad. Thank you for you know, having us and for coming in, and we really appreciate no, it. No, Like I said, this is... It's, I have some more dogfish head for you if you I, want. I'm happy to clean that up for you while I
0: wait on a nice quesadilla to bring home. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to do it for this episode of Stories from a Bar. Big thank you, Dora, for hanging out, taking the time to chat with me, uh, making me you. feel more important than I am by <laughs> hanging out on the stage. This is been fan- awesome.
1: I'm glad. Thank you.
0: Um, So to keep up with everything going on with The Hollow, be sure to follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the social medias. Uh, If you're looking for reservations, you can go to thehollowalbany.com to make your reservations, check the menus, order online, delivery, or pickup, correct?
1: Mm -hmm. Correct. We are working with Capital Curbside now, which is a local business. So they are delivering up to 20 miles, and they don't take a 30% commission that that door does
0: just so, that 20 mile delivery range is awesome
1: i mean it's pretty insane yeah. so you can so clifton park people in clifton park are able to so with that's a 20 mile radius from downtown albany yeah so in any direction
0: uh well,
1: take advantage of it people do it people do, do it.
0: it anything else you want to throw in before i close it out
1: just patronize downtown albany you know it's just it's it's completely different here honestly you know I live in Saratoga County and it's seemingly normal. It feels so much more normal because you see cars and you see people and people are patronizing businesses in downtown. It's totally different. I'm sure you've (laughs) felt that even by walking around, Oh yeah. it's just a different feel because we don't have the same residential presence. It's starting to come and it's happening. But for right now, we really need all of our supporters in all the different towns surrounding our area to patronize downtown Albany not just our business but all the businesses absolutely just need you because at this point unfortunately congress is still in recess we don't know if they are going to there are so many different industries competing for the same you know funds and money to help their businesses just stay just stay afloat Um, so we don't know if we're going to garner any of that any of those funds, any of these businesses here. So we are relying on our customers and we're, and we're, you know, we're really at your mercy. That's where we are at this point.
0: You heard her people buy some stuff, <laughs> come out support or not necessarily come out, order delivery. Yeah, you're, you're more than welcome Do it. to order The food's delivery. delicious. Oh, like I you. said, I'm bringing home a quesadilla and I'm, I've been looking forward to it all day.
1: I'm going to make you order something else. In fact, Oh, because okay. the quesadillas are great, but we have some other things. I'll send you home with with <laughs> um, a couple of goodies. All right.
0: Awesome. I <laughs> can't say no to that. So a big thank you to everyone out there for checking out the show. You can find Stories from a Bar on Facebook. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at StoriesFAB. You can find the show, of course, on Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and now also TuneIn and iHeartRadio. So really whatever you're podcast listening preferences look for stories from a bar find it rate us be sure to subscribe even more importantly leave a fantastic review help spread the word not only for the podcast but for these businesses as well and until next time cheers